Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. This is Colorado Edition from KUNC. On today's show, a new tech startup aims to catalog safe and welcoming experiences at businesses, especially for those with marginalized identities. We stand on the shoulders of our ancestors when we do this work, and the work never going to have a finish line. We'll speak with the two Colorado women who co-founded The Inclusive Guide about their modern-day approach to the Green Book. That's coming up. You're listening to KUNC's Colorado Edition. I'm Erin O'Toole. There's a long history of people creating guides to help others find inclusive spaces. In the 19th century, safe houses along the Underground Railroad displayed quilts with coded messages to help people who escaped slavery find safe passage. And in the 20th century, Black travelers used the Green Book to navigate safely. Today, we're speaking with two Colorado women who have created a website that aims to do something similar. The website, called The Inclusive Guide, allows users to rate their experiences at businesses and other spaces. Those ratings give insight to users about how others with similar identities have been treated and whether they'll be welcomed at a given business. Crystal Egley and Parker McMullen-Bushman are the co-founders of Inclusive Journeys, a tech startup that created the Inclusive Guide. Crystal Parker, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having us. (laughs) It is great to have you on. Um, Let me start with you, Crystal. How did you come up with the idea for the Inclusive Guide? Yeah, so I have always had difficulty Um, in the world as a woman of color. I'm mixed race. I'm half black, half white. The world sees me as as black. So I I usually identify as black out loud. Um, So I grew up in rural Vermont and I'd always had some issues navigating in stores, restaurants, things like that, that people didn't really understand. People didn't really get Right. So I kind of grew up um, around white folks kind of dismissing it or being like, maybe it's because of some other reason. But, you know, I know I know what I know what it is. I'm usually pretty accurate at guessing when it is race related racism or or not. Uh, So as I grew up, I kind of normalized it, kind of internalized it and just just bought it wherever I could. But then it wasn't until I took up hunting after moving here to Colorado, that it really became an issue of of safety when I wasn't even in a business necessarily. So I I would go out to rural Colorado and and a lot of my white counterparts in the hunting world would say, you know, how do you know they're all racist? I say, no, 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 that's not even it. It's not that I think everyone's racist. It's the unknown that I have no idea if I go into any given store in a town I'm, I've never been to, um, I'm, I just don't know how I'm going to be treated. And you add a firearm into a mix and that all of a sudden just compounds the situation to a point where I needed to, I felt like I needed to come up with an idea to take an action. And my hunting mentor um, at the time, he had suggested that things don't change without data or economics incentive and usually both. And that, that hurt my feelings just a tiny bit, but it turns out, I think he's right. I think he's right. You know, we can, Parker and I have told these stories for a long time. Um, 
people in our community have told these stories for a long time, but not a lot changes. So that's when I decided to think of an idea where we could collect data and, and provide the economic incentive part. Parker actually came up with the other half of the idea for, for our project for the inclusive guide um, with the businesses. And I'm gonna let her tell you a little bit about her side of that. Yeah, Parker, we'd love to hear from you and how you became involved with this idea. Yeah, so uh, Crystal came to me um, and said, you know, I've got I've got this idea and I just want to kind of bounce it off of someone because, you know, I want to hear or understand if it's if it's a good idea. And so she told me about it and I immediately was like floored. I was like, this is an amazing idea. And you know, I was thinking about all of the times that it would have been useful for me to be able to identify those spaces that I know I'm going to be safe and welcomed um, in and, and celebrated and not just tolerated in. Um, so I was like, yeah, this is awesome. You should do it. And then she came back to me a little while later and was like, well, like, do you want to help? <laughs> And so we had kind of our inaugural uh, meeting at Doug's Diner, and we uh, sat and kind of like formed out what this could be. And as we got together and got our brains together, it just grew, right? So um, not just listing spaces that maybe Crystal and I have, have been to, but we started to understand the need for a wide range of um, opinions and data, and that uh, data was a real driver and that we needed to get additional voices. And also we started to expand it with an understanding that it you know, the original green book was for black travelers, but that there are so many identities that need this type of information, right? Um, people in the disability community need to know if they go, if they're going to a restaurant, right? Can they get through the front door or is it actually at garden level and there's two stairs down and they are a wheelchair user, right? And so, all of these, we started to realize that this could be beneficial for a lot of different consumer groups. And we also realized that it could be beneficial for businesses. And I have been um, a diversity, equity, inclusion, and justice uh, facilitator and consultant for many years, working with a variety of businesses. And businesses have always told me, like, we we don't necessarily know what communities we're not serving well and how do we get the data about what communities we're not serving well. So the guide not only, you know, is for the consumer side, but also to give businesses a better understanding of the customers that feel very comfortable in their spaces and a better understanding of the customers that they can maybe work <laughs> towards serving in a better way. For businesses who maybe see kind of a negative review, let's say, um, do you help them? I mean, if they want to do better? Yeah, that's one of the biggest points of our, our website and our mission. I don't expect perfection from anybody. But what I really care about is now that you have the data and now that we can provide you some resources um, based on that data, 
what are you going to do now? Uh, that's that's where I see character. So if somebody calls me out um, as offending them or something, you know, what do I do once I know that information? Um, am I going to double down and say like I said what I said? You know, free speech or or I mean, we all have that right, but could I tap into my empathetic side, some compassion and say, hey, now that I know better, I can do better. And that's all we, we want from businesses. Um, it is a totally free country. So after they have some data, after we provide the resources based on that data, they don't wanna do something with it, that's fine. We actually don't wanna focus on putting businesses on blast at all. Um, our tagline is celebrating the places that celebrate you. We're all about positive reinforcement and making sure people can go and find places that are safe and welcoming. And if they happen to stumble on one that got a low score, we're not going to like put a big red X over that business or anything like that. But that is information that can help keep us safe that we really, really need to have at our fingertips, right? Um, otherwise, we're just setting ourselves up for trauma, um, maybe assault, maybe even death, you know? So it is important to have that information, but we really want to make sure that we communicate that this is for positive reinforcement, making sure that businesses know they aren't being held to some standard of perfection or else they're going to get canceled. We want to provide the resources and give them opportunities to, to grow and be better because you know what? I want to go to that store. I went there in the first place because it was convenient and had what I needed. I don't want to not go there. I want it to be a safer, better experience for me so I can spend more money there at the end of the day. We are speaking with Parker McMullen Bushman and Crystal Egley, co-founders of Inclusive Journeys, a tech startup that created the Inclusive Guide. I understand you launched a beta form of the guide um, last year on Juneteenth in Denver, and then in December you opened it up to anyone who wants to join. Can you walk us through what it's like to log in and get set up with the Inclusive Guide? Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to do that. Um, so, you know, on this platform, individuals are rating businesses and spaces on their customer service experience as it relates to their identity. And so we actually gather a lot of identity information uh, from the users that sign up for the guide. So once someone goes onto the guide, you register for a profile. And um, once you get into the profile, there is a like identity um, profile that you you fill out and it asks different questions like not just your um, like race or ethnicity right but it asks do you use adaptive equipment do you have body modifications that might you know affect the way someone um, treats you could be tattoos could be makeup um do you have uh what is your gender and there are so as we did research for what we wanted to include in the guide we like i learned a lot you know um there are so many different genders and we wanted to be very inclusive of that we have what language do you use and what is your method of communication is it hearing and speaking do you use an interpreter do you write on your phone do you lip read um so there's this whole uh big list of things that people uh fill out and they fill out as much as they're comfortable with about um their identities and then 
they go away and start raiding businesses. When you get to a business, it asks you three main questions about that business. What we rate on is, do, did you feel safe? in that space. So that could be physical, emotional, uh, mental safety. Did you feel welcomed in that space? And that can be, were you treated with dignity and respect? Were your needs being met at the same level as everyone else? Um, did you feel celebrated? So did you see yourself represented in the space, in the advertising, in the products? Um, did you leave feeling better than when you came in? And then that rating leads to the overall inclusivity score for the business. So all of those scores feed together. And we're very focused on getting a large amount of data. You know, you might get, if, if you're on any review platform like Yelp, you might get one review that says the soup was too cold and the service was too slow, right? And when I go and look at a restaurant, I look at the overall reviews and there might be one negative review or a couple negative reviews because people have off days, right? Not every Everyone is, is perfect every day, but it is the aggregate of data, right? When we start to get a lot of reviews, that lets us see the trend and lets us see, oh, is there, um, is this a great place? Is this a place that maybe needs to work on things? And this is because lots of folks have told us. Um, Crystal, what, what kind of reaction have you gotten to the inclusive guide from, you know, both businesses and members of the community uh, about this? It's overwhelming. It truly, I'm going to get choked up talking about it. Uh, it's one thing to make a website or a service or a product that you believe in, that you think that you could have used your whole life. And it is another to have the world clamor for it. That is flooring. One of the biggest places we see this actually is not just on our website, but when we put out job applications. Um, when we put out job applications, the cover letters that come back are incredible because there, there's a lot more detail than somebody saying, you know, is this available in my area yet? Um, how do I sign up to be a user? It's closed right now. We're open now. Uh, but until we, we launched, we were getting tons of those, right? We were getting people DMing us on our social media channels saying, hey, um, I'm, I'm a lesbian couple traveling in this deep south with my kid, our child. Um, can you help us? And we were like, not yet. We're so sorry. Not yet. Um, and it was, it was heart-wrenching. But what's really, really the, the most, um, uh, I, I can't even say, like, like inspiring is actually the cover letters people write for applying for jobs with us because they can be, they're so long, they're paragraphs. And it's people just telling us about their lived experiences and how they just want to make the world a better place. There's anybody from uh, different races and ethnicities to, you know, cis, hetero, white, folks just saying that they want to help and be a part of the solution by working with us. Uh, we have so many volunteers, we can't keep track of them. Uh, like It is so incredible to have people not just want to use this, this service and our the inclusive guide, but want to work towards helping make it um, uh, what it what we know it can be. And it is so um, 
uh, humbling. I, I wore a fancy dress to our fundraiser a few weeks ago. And uh, one of the things I said was, if you complimented my dress tonight, you know, I am not typically a humble person because I just was like, yes, my dress is amazing. But when I do this work, when I go to work every day with Parker, when I read what people have been writing in the reviews so far, when I read cover letters from people applying, when I read volunteer applications, I am humbled like I have never been before. And that is how I know that I am doing the right thing in this world. That's the first part of our conversation with Crystal Egley and Parker McMullen Bushman, co-founders of Inclusive Journeys, a tech startup that created the Inclusive Guide. In a moment, we'll hear about their plans for expansion and securing funding and how their startup fits into a long history of similar efforts. You're listening to Colorado Edition from KUNC. We're speaking today with Crystal Egley and Parker McMullen Bushman, co-founders of the tech startup Inclusive Journeys. As part of their work, Egley and McMullen Bushman started the Inclusive Guide, an online resource where users can see how others have been treated at a given business to help make an informed decision about which businesses they patronize. Now, one major part of getting a tech startup like Inclusive Journeys off the ground, of course, is securing funding from investors. What has that process been like for you two? You know, <laughs> it, it's been interesting. Uh, we definitely, the guide is definitely powered by community. And uh, we are so appreciative of all the people that have given to support us. We do have a GoFundMe and have been able to raise about $97,000 through individual donations, uh, which has been wonderful. But when we go the more traditional mount, uh, routes of looking at venture capitalists or angel investors thus far, we haven't had that success, though maybe someone listening today will know who to put us in touch with. Um, you know, and fundraising has been critical uh, to us, especially in the light of just that 1% of venture backed startups. Only 1% uh, have a Black founder, right? And we were looking at the numbers. Um, by like October of 2021 of the $147 billion in venture capital invested in US startups, Black women entrepreneurs only received one point, uh, or sorry, not one point, zero point three four percent of, of those funds. Um, and so as Black female, founders, you know, we are trying to move forward and create something to change uh, systemic oppression and injustices, but have to navigate that same system, even as we work to change it, which has been um, really interesting. So we are, we've got so far like a Bernie Sanders style, like individual $1. We're coming back to you and once again, asking for your support. Um, and we have been really encouraged by that support that we've seen and hope that people will start to see our work as valid and valuable and worth investing in because uh, we need it. <laughs> 
Well, there is a long history of people creating guides to help others find inclusive spaces. How do you see the inclusive guide fitting into that history? Yeah, it's what it's incredible to be part of that legacy and kind of insert ourselves in there. Um, our logo is from the quilt code you mentioned at the top of the story. I actually have the quilt behind me in my office that I work in at home. And on the quilt is the flying geese pattern. Um, and if you look at that, that's actually um, our logo is a modernized version of one of the quilt codes that means safe food, water, shelter. Um, and that to us signify is a very strong um, callback to people who have done this work before us. There's always somebody who has been doing this work before us. We stand on the shoulders of our ancestors uh, when we do when we do this work. And the work never going to have a finish line. I don't. I, I. There's. It's always just the work. So when folks oftentimes ask us who our competition is out there. Uh, we actually don't like to think of the other folks out there right now as competition. Um, you know, there's more than one user review website. There's more than one movie theater chain. There's more than one travel booking website. There's there's so many tables. We don't need everyone to be at ours. Um, there's different websites out there that are starting to come out. And we really support them. And we actually are in touch with a lot of the founders of other folks out there doing similar work to ours. Ours is a little bit different from them and they're different from others, just in the way that um, other industries have multiple facets for different reasons and different users. So we really see ourselves as, as a, a stepping stone on a path, right? on a trail um, and we're not the end all be all of everything. And we wanna be really humble in that. Um, you know, We weren't the ones that came up with this original idea. We're not the last ones who are gonna be working on it, but I do hope we can help move the needle forward um, and be part of the change that that is coming, that is here. Um, and that has been happening for, for a long time. Parker, I let me ask you, cause I, um... Crystal just mentioned other sites, and I wanted to ask about how this is different from something like Google Reviews or Yelp, because really this is about affirming businesses who are starting to do the work, right? Yeah. And, you know, there's some things that we think are, are really important about the way we've set up, up the site. Uh, there are some platforms that are allowing businesses to say that they are welcoming and open to everyone. But what is different about our site is um, we are allowing the people who visit the space to say that because sometimes we feel we want to be open, we want to be welcoming to everyone, but maybe we don't have the exact tools to be able to do that. And when people come into our spaces, they might have a different experience based on their identity and we don't even realize. And so by getting this feedback and giving businesses that feedback, the business side of it is really what sets our website apart Part because we want to provide businesses with resources. We don't just want to leave them if they get a review that isn't favorable or if they have a trend of reviews that are not favorable. We're not just going to leave them and say, well, that that's y'all, right? We actually are providing resources. There are things that we can help businesses 
do based on the feedback that they are getting back. And if they really want to figure out how to serve their whole community, we want to help be a part of that solution. Well, I know you're planning to take the inclusive guide national, and I understand there's still some hoops to jump through. What's next for getting to that goal? We're hoping that um, other cities and states can see our partnership with the Colorado Tourism Office and hope maybe they might want to replicate that partnership with us. Um, That would really help to get us launched in other cities. Uh, The Colorado Tourism Office has gone above and beyond um, our wildest expectations for partnering um, with with our, our company. And they have really understood the need for this economically speaking as we come out of the what is going to eventually be called a recession, I'm sure, um, from COVID. Um, And so the economic recovery is really important here in Colorado as a huge state for tourism. We're hoping that other cities and states can can see that um, potential benefit as well. And then fundraising. Uh, We have a robust web team of super talented folks. They push the ones and the zeros um, and and make the website happen and code it from scratch. And we're super proud of them. Um, But this work takes money. That honestly is one of the biggest barriers to us is the fundraising. And so um, people ask how fast we can get this out. And I say the more money we raise, the faster it can happen. Crystal Egley and Parker McMullen-Bushman are the co-founders of Inclusive Journeys, the tech startup that created the Inclusive Guide. You will find a link to all of this at our website. Crystal Parker, thanks so much for talking with us and good luck to you both. Thank you, Erin, so much. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. That's our show for today. Tomorrow on Colorado Edition, hundreds of supermarket workers are striking this week in the Denver area. And in Park City, Utah, ski patrol members are threatening their own strike. We'll hear more about the strikes and the future of workers' rights in our region. I'm Erin O'Toole. Our production team includes Henry Zimmerman and Tess Novotny. Our digital editor is Jackie High. Brian Larson is our executive producer. Thanks for listening. This is Colorado Edition from KUNC.